Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Okay, today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening, we are going to finally go into codependency. Okay, I'm going to go part one and part two because it's so big. Codependency is a huge topic and I work with many, many codependents and I was severely codependent myself. Um, And one thing you need to know is codependency is a horrible thing to be. It is exhausting. It is demeaning. You are filled with shame, anger, resentment, guilt, a million different emotions. You know, I guess there's not really a million different emotions, but uh, you know, it runs, it runs the gamma and it's, it's something that is, it brings a lot of shame to an individual. Um, and, uh, you know, actually I should do 10, to- you know, 10 parts series on codependency. I could. So let's just say we're going to start here with part one. Um, and, you know, one thing that people don't know about codependency and codependence is there are um, codependents have, can have narcissistic tendencies within themselves. Okay. It kind of goes codependency slash narcissist, or you have the codependent or you have the narcissist. And really um, what happens with the codependent slash narcissist is when their codependency um, and the the patterns that they um, portray and they live are not working. Okay. To keep them in the safe place, which is all about control. We're going to get to it then the narcissism, the narcissistic tendencies will come out. Now, what's interesting is who does a codependent most of the time end up with? A narcissist. And if not the narcissist, they're going to end up with the alcoholic, the um, addict, the abuser. Um, And it's a way way of living that you will never find true peace, joy, love, happiness, ever. It's, an, it's impossible. You cannot do it. You cannot live being a codependent and find that life that you dream of, desire, and deserve. And codependency is something that has to be healed. You cannot just decide, I'm not going to be codependent anymore. I'm strong. It, 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 there's so much to it because of the way how it evolves within you. So let let me tell you a little bit about it, how it starts. And this is going to be part one. So codependency is learned in childhood. Um, and what happens is, you know, in the, in the environments that a codependent grows up in, there are big emotional states and usually around one person in the home. Right. So now you guys know, my mom was killed when, um, I was three in a car accident. Right. And my dad, um, who is gone now, also now he died, uh, God, seven, eight years ago. Anyways, he was a narcissistic, abusive alcoholic. And everything, my whole childhood was based on his big emotional reactions, whether he was drunk or sober. And what happens is there becomes this disconnect from self, from the child becomes disconnected from themselves. And they are living in a place where there's there's a lack of emotional boundaries. You know, we don't know where our parents or a caregiver begins and we end. All we know is that we are on a huge emotional roller coaster and, you know, everyone in the home is experiencing emotions 
based on this one person. So my emotions and what I was experiencing was based on, is my dad angry? Is he upset? Is he happy? Um, you know, it became where at times I was happy he was drunk. Why? Because that was when he was nice. And then that meant I got the nice dad. Now, what, what do you, what do you think I learned to do? Please him, right? To, to do whatever it took to make him happy. So there wasn't a blow up. Well, eventually I did everything I could to make him miserable, but <laughs> that's another story. So, but, it, but this is what, this is how it begins. So, you know, one parent might become a peacemaker. Um, and then the, um, and the other, and the children are watching the parent become the peacemaker, you know, with the other parent and they become the peacemakers, or maybe a sibling becomes a mediator between the parents. And guess what? This does happen. Children mediate between their parents. I know. That's crazy, right? So then, so what, what happens is we're learning to perform these roles. So actually, rather than actually being who we are, we are the peacemaker. We are the pleaser. We are making sure everybody's happy, making sure that there's no big emotional reactions. And when there are those big emotional reactions, guess what? We then try to calm it down. We, we, we do everything we can, or maybe some kids, you know, some kids will disappear into their room and, you know, uh, it, it's, it's this roller coaster of emotions. And guess what? What happens when we're little? I've said this before, you know, trauma, tragedy, it's not the event. It's the emotions that are too big to process for that for us as children. So if you are um, being raised in a household where these emotions are from one parent or you're trying to please a parent or you, you don't know where you end and they begin, you're a nervous wreck, right? You, you, you don't know who you are. So, you know, the, what basically what happens is there's this deep lack, a very deep lack of a true emotional connection. There is no, you know, there's no space where there's, you know, um, where you can hold a place for different emotional realities, right? There is not, it doesn't exist. So what happens is the child eventually becomes resentful and is in, and doesn't really know who they are. And what happens? They begin, and I began this lifelong search of finding that connection in someone. Now. So I'm, I'm searching for a lifelong connection in someone. Now, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you would think, go find the opposite of what I, you know, am familiar with. I don't want this narcissistic. I don't want this, you know, big, huge emotional outburst. I don't want the alcoholic. I don't want that. Well, codependence automatically, it's unbelievable, but we do, we are attracted to the narcissist, to, like I said, the abuser, to the, whoever it is. And why is that? because they feel familiar. It's familiar to us. Okay. But as I've talked about before, how our child programming and you know, how we, we end up with parents, people that remind us of our parents, the negative traits, why we're hoping that this time our needs are going to be, you know, filled. Those voids are going to be filled that this time, yes, they might treat us like crap and they might treat us like our dad or our mother or whoever, but this time they're going to love us like we weren't loved before. And we really believe that. We really believe that they are going to love us the way we deserve to be loved finally. But it never happens. Okay. Unless the codependent and the narcissist or the codependent ends up with another codependent or whoever you are, you guys go get help because healing in a relationship, 
it is, it can happen. It's actually where the greatest amount of growth can happen if two people are ready to heal. Right. So, but most of the time they don't, they don't do that because it just blows up. It explodes. And so, so when you're, so when you get in this relationship and you're a codependent and and everything's feeling great, yes, this this person loves me. I'm feeling it. And you're going to just love me the way I've never been loved. And I know it. And guess what? Pretty soon you realize, Hey, you know what? You are not doing your job. You're not filling my void. You're not filling my void. I'm not happy about this. And so basically I'm going to punish you, <laughs> right? It sucks. It's horrible. And so, but the punishing comes in the, a matter of control of taking um, their needs on to show, to prove your love and to do things. But what, what do we do? We, we, we try to help. So they need us. Our help is in the form of control, in the form of needing us, because without us, they couldn't survive, right? Well, now if they're trying to break away from us, that's where the narcissism can come out. So let's look at a little, a few different things about, you know, codependency. So like I said, it's conditioning in childhood. So we don't know what boundaries are. Um, Our caregivers, you know, lack an authentic connection to themselves and us the family emotional states are dictated by one person and the closeness of the family is felt around the big emotions of someone right so guess what this creates chaos uncertainty and dramatic interactions now what is the codependency in the relationships chaos uncertainty dramatic interactions but what does the codependent want in their in their relationship in life? Above all else, certainty. Why? What does certainty do? It certainty says you know it's going to turn out a different way, right? So the codependent wants to be certain that this situation is going to turn out this way, that you're going to do this. And it's all about control because otherwise it's uncertain, it's out of control, and the chaos is back. And when it becomes uncertain, which that is life. That's when the dramatic interactions start happening, right? That's when the narcissist is, you know, when after the love bombing and the narcissist tro- shows his or her true colors and the codependent is backpedaling, now the chaos, the dramatic interactions, it's all going to hell. And there's not only is there no certainty, there's uncertainty everywhere. And now where, where is the codependent in massive trauma? I mean, they're literally, in, do they fl- fight? Do they flee or do they freeze? Depending upon the codependent, depends upon the reaction. I was a fighter. I fought. Many codependents freeze. Many, you know, flee. So, so what is now? What, what does that mean for as far as adult coping behavior? Well, again, they have no boundaries with people. Codependents do not set boundaries. They don't do it. Why? Because they're afraid to. Why? Because then the person might leave them. Yep. It's so sad. Oh. It's so sad, but it's true. So there are no boundaries. Hi, I'm codependent. Walk all over me. And then as you walk all over me and you try to walk away, but I'm going to then try to control the situation. And then it's going to get really out of control. And then I'm going to um, probably fall down in a puddle and cry. And I don't know what's happening. And everything's out of control. Boundaries, people. I, I Go listen to my um, podcast on boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Now, what else is the um, adult coping behavior of a codependent? Constant approval seeking. All the time, they want your, the approval of you, others, anybody. Approve of me, love me, somebody love me. They want validation. 
They seek validation. So when they're with a narcissist or another codependent or whoever they're with, it's unhealthy and they're not validating them. They're really freaking out. Okay. And what else do they do? They put all of their other people's needs before their own. Everybody else comes first, but then yet they get resentful that they're last. See, do you see the duality they're living in? And it's so confusing. Are you confused right now? Maybe, probably. So imagine living in that brain, trying to put it all together. And then if the relationship goes to hell and they didn't want it to go to hell and they somebody breaks up with them or they divorce them, that person is in real emotional trouble. Real emotional trouble, right? They feel guilty saying no. But yet, when they say yes, they end up punishing the partner at times because the partner's not giving them anything back. And again, Duality, duality. So what are the emotional responses of a, you know, an adult co codependent? Well, anger, resentment. Why? They're, you know, their needs aren't being met. Well, no, of course they're not. Why? Because there's no boundaries. Why? Because they never say no. <laughs> Why? Because they're addicted to chaos. Why? They don't know how, they don't know what's happening. They're literally, that child is stuck inside of them. That inner child is living their life in a relationship and it is failing and it is scared and it's freaking out and it's living in fear, fear of everything. <sighs> I'm tired talking about it, right? So now we're going to go into the emotional drama. What is the emotional drama? Well, a lot of them are addicted to drama. A lot of them are addicts themselves. They're addicted to chaos, right? And all of this is coming from what? shame cycles. They are ashamed of themselves. They're ashamed for not putting up boundaries. They're ashamed for not respecting themselves. They're ashamed for letting people take advantage of them. They feel weak. So they go into self-punishment. They neglect themselves. And what are they doing? They're constantly seeking partners to fill the void of the deep emotional neglect from childhood. And deep negotiable neglect, guys, is not, remember, I. it's not you don't have to have a dead mother and a narcissistic abusive father to be um, emotionally neglected. Okay. Remember that uh, trauma is not the event. Remember that. Okay. So you can have an unemotionally attached mother or father. I mean, there's a million different um, scenarios that create a codependent. It is not just, you know, having tragic uh, circumstances. So remember that. Okay. So, so now this is, this, this leads to, Unhealthy relationships, it leads to unhealthy lives, um, not really finding success anywhere. But more than anything, it, it, it leads to severe anxiety. It can go to depression. It manifests in so many different ways. So I want to, I'm going to give you some questions to, you know, so um, here's some questions I want you to ask yourself. Get a pen and paper if you don't have one. I'll wait for a minute. Let me do the do 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 do. Okay, get the pen and paper, or you know, you can pause this right now. I want you to journal around these questions, okay? Because you do need to do some healing. This this needs to be healing. Codependency is very difficult to heal because you have to dig into the inner child. You have to look in within, and but you can start here, okay? So because th these are learned dynamics. Remember, anything that is learned can be unlearned. And I've said it before that my life, um, my adult life has been nothing but unlearning everything I learned. And it's the truth. 
I've literally had to unlearn every single thing I was taught and teach myself over how to actually behave, how to be an adult, how to set boundaries, all of it. So, so ask yourself this question, how do you feel? I'm going to ask it to you, but you can, how do you feel when you say no or decline doing something? What does that feel like to you? How often do you intervene in problems, disagreements with other people? Do people call you all the time for help with their problems? Are you the sounding board of the neighbor, the friend, everybody in the neighborhood, the cousin, the uncle, the aunt, whoever? Um, Do you have clear boundaries? Are you able to set them? Do you know how to do them? Would you feel guilty setting a boundary? Do you seek emotional states of chaos through sex, gossip, relationships, even content on social media? Meaning, are you a troll that trolls social media and just creates chaos? Believe me, that's what they do. Okay, now here's a question. And this is going to be surprising to you that, you know, if you're not codependent or, or if you are, you might be in denial of this one. So this is a big one. You ready? Does peacefulness or stability feel boring? I'm going to ask it again. Does peacefulness or stability feel boring? Remember, codependence are very used to living in a state of chaos, right? So when you've lived in chaos your whole life, people will create chaos. And boring is when there's no chaos, when there's no nothing to fix. Wait a minute, I have to fix something? Well, that must mean if I don't have to fix something, I'm not needed. And if I'm not needed, they're going to leave me. And if I'm not, and then I'm all uncertain and there's no certainty and I got to take control. And I'm blah, blah. and all before you know it, they create chaos. Why? To feel needed feel needed to feel significant it's a way to feel significant can you believe that you know a lot of people use anger as a way to feel significant why because people are noticing them they're talking to them and they feel significant and you know and it's just and it goes on and it just is this vicious circle. And this is why I end up with a lot of clients that are in their 50s, late 50s, you know, that are married once, twice, three times. And the codependent um, pattern is so strong that they just keep marrying the same person. So it's, you know, different face, different place, but same problem. So it's literally like, You complain about your spouse or your partner and you complain and you complain and you complain and you finally leave, right? And you're going to do it better this time. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you might have these friends. This could be you I'm talking about, by the way. Either you know somebody like this or it's you. And they finally say, okay, I'm leaving. And then they get this new person. And guess what? All of a sudden, they're complaining about what? The same things. What's different? The face and the place. (laughs) That's it. Different face, different place, same complaints, same crap, same vicious circle of chaos. And we go round and round and round. I created what I call the codependent Bible. And in episode two or codependency part two, I will go over the codependent Bible um, because it's very important. And you're going to really be able to recognize if this is you when I when I talk about it. Um, but I this is a start. I just want to start here. We might actually do three, um, you know, three 
three episodes on this. Um, we'll have to see, but it, you know, if you see yourself in here, if you hear, you know, like this is really resonating with you and you're really sick of this life and you don't want to move from relationship to relationship, you don't want to have the different face, the different place. And by the way, what goes along with the different face and the different place is this is sometimes they'll go from a narcissist to, um, they jump then to, um, somebody that it can't take care of themselves emotionally at all. They're literally like a child because guess what? They're needed, but they're not a narcissist. They're not an abuser. They just go from one unhealthy relationship to the next. Most do go, a lot do go from narcissist to narcissist, but it's again, an unhealthy, um, relationship. And what you'll see is that they're needed again in some way. Right. Um, and you know, a lot of the times they're the mother or the father, you know, or, or whatever, or a lot of the times they're, they're the child. Um, and it's all based on that inner child that is stuck in the basement. Okay. You know, I think I've talked about this before. Um, I'm on episode 23, What? 23 episodes. I can't believe it. Anyways, you know, where the inner child, I, I compare it to a basement. Your inner child is in a basement. I grew up in Chicago and, and we have basements in Chicago and everything gets thrown in the basement. Well, actually, we had a good basement. My dad decided, you know, we had to have a pool table. It was redone. A lot of people have redone basements. But there's some part of that damn basement that you're throwing crap in, right? So we throw everything into the basement. Shove it down there. Shove it down there. And that's what we do as we're growing up. We cannot deal with these emotions. We cannot deal with what's happening to us. So we start throwing everything into the basement. That's our inner child. She's stuck down there. He's stuck down there in the basement with all the emotions around him, all the schmag. And one day the door busts open and you can't take it anymore. That child says, I need to be heard. I need to be healed. I've had enough. Please. I can't live like this anymore. And you will get to that point. And if you never get to the point, that means your life was really not that great. And I'm sorry to say it, but it is the truth. So if you see yourself in any of the things I'm talking about and you can relate and it, it really makes you sad and, it, and you're just, you know, you can reach out to me, get email me, go to my website, sign up for that 40 minute, five minute free call. And let's see if I can help you. And if it's not me, that's okay. You know, find somebody, start somewhere. You see the, the way you change your life is this. The first step is to make a decision. You make the decision. No more. No more. I've made the decision. The next step is to take action. So make the decision. No more. I'm not living like this. I'm not going to go divorce once, twice, three times, or I'm not going to go from one crappy relationship to the next and never finding the joy and the love and the connection that I deserve. So make that decision. Once you make that decision, find somebody. And it, maybe you're not ready to go work with somebody or go whatever, you know, or, or me. Um, then buy a book, start with reading, start doing research, start doing something. You see, when you take action, when you make a decision and when you take empowered action, empowered, inspired action towards healing, towards something you want, the universe will show up and co-create with you and the right people will show up. The, the books that you need to read will, I don't know, pop up somewhere. Who knows? You'll be somewhere and somebody will be like, you read this book? not kidding. Okay. You know, there's a saying when, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears and it's the truth. And, you know, and by the way, the reason I do this 45 minute call, free call with um, clients in possible future clients is because, you know, obviously, you know, if you're listening to my podcast, you know, I'm pretty intense, right? I'm passionate. 
I'm, I'm, I'm intensely passionate. Let's say that. And I'm, when I work with my clients, I am passionate and you've got to be ready because I don't waste time anymore on people that aren't ready because it's wasting their time, my time, money. I don't do it. I don't do it. I want to help. I want to help. I want you to live the life you deserve. You see, that is the thing. I want that for you. And if it's not with me, then let it be somebody else. And if you need to start with a book, start with a book. Codependent No More is a great book. Start there if you need to. Okay, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm super psyched you were here today um, or tonight or whatever. And um, we will be continuing on with Codependency Part 2 very soon. Again, thanks for tuning in.